Hello and welcome to the third episode of It's Early Marts. I'm here with Paul Wilson as always and we've got two very special guests for our first remotely recorded interviews. We've got all-time record appearance holder Ian McPhee and 1995 title winner Eric Archibald. How are you two today? Excellent, guys. Looking forward to the podcast. Looking forward to it. Paul, and this is obviously to promote uh, a very special day we've got coming up. Do you want to tell us a bit about that before we get started? Yeah, thanks, Logan. We've got the um, match day experience for the fans coming up to play against the Legends team, and you couldn't have two better guys to join us today and participate in this. So um, that's on Sunday, the 26th of March, 2.30 kickoff. Admission's only £5. Turnstiles will be open from 2 o'clock. So uh, we've got a pretty strong team lined up, which uh, Ian's agreed to manage for us. And uh, Eric's going to be playing in it along with a lot of his teammates from that, that championship winning team. So looking forward to it. And of course, we'll be having a chat with Ian and Eric to promote that and get you in the mood, get the pulses racing. Uh, boys, how how has life been since losing, leaving the Loons? Uh, 23 years ago, Ian, you parted company and Eric, it was 1996, so 27 years. To put that into context, it's my 21st birthday next month, so um, more than a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> just just to make you feel old, boys. Um, so, but what have you guys been doing? How have you found life after football? Ah, it's fine, you know. It, it seems like only yesterday I, uh, I left Station Park and but I still keep in touch with the club. You know, I take a sponsor at uh, a table uh, once a season with the guys from a local golf club at King James in Perth. And uh, I was fortunate enough, we had a, a 1984 reunion uh, not so long ago. Uh, Archie Knox and all the guys from the 1984 side. There was about 50 of us uh, got together and Dundee. So the club's never far away from it, and I still look for the result every Saturday. Uh, I am the same. Once you play with a club, it's uh, thoroughly, as I was speaking to Paul the night there, I think it's the best club I've ever been at, and I'm no joking to saying that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. like, yeah. like uh, for the chairman, doing Dave McGregor. All the staff, the players, we were, as we were speaking earlier, it was a really tight night, uh, night. Yeah, yeah. Superb, superb guys. Absolutely superb. Really good to hear that. Cheers. I always, I always say it in all my, my rounds as well. And I, I, spoke, I speak to Dick Campbell on a regular basis as well. And I know Dick's been breaking our growth and forth. And it's, it's something that always comes up when we have that discussion. And I always say it, and I still say it, Arguably the best part-time club in Scotland by far. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you. There we go. We'll, we'll just end on that, Logan. I think that's a great... <laughs> there we go. There's the clip. Um, well, we might as well start at the start. Um, how did your move to Forfra first come about, uh, Ian? Uh, I was on the ground staff at Celtic uh, in 1977. Uh, on the ground staff with guys like Charlie Nicholas and people like that. And I was there for about a year and a half, no making much headway when Archie Knox came in and took me on loan uh, up to Forfar. I always remember my first game was at a recreation park, salubrious surroundings of a recreation park away to Ottawa. Uh, but yeah, I, I signed for Forfar back in 79. Fortunate enough to go on two Canadian trips with a club. You know, again, unheard of for a part-time club in Scotland. Not to go to Canada once, but we actually went to Canada twice. But magnificently run club, and it always has been. You know, and it, loads of great memories. Eric, how about you? How did you move to come uh, come back to Forfar? I actually had a wee fight with the chairman at Cowdenbeath. 
Als een white Jerk. Again. I've had a few foils here. And just the next thing, uh, Tommy Campbell uh, met me on Friday night at one of the pubs in Cowdenbeath and asked me if I would sign it. And me everything went through. And, and honestly, and I'm no kidding by saying this, boys, the, the club was absolutely magnificent. I enjoyed the guys. Me and Ian had a good rapport. Yep. We seemed to get on when we went to the club. We seemed yep. to hit it off uh, right away. Yep. Uh, some of the guys, if you want to be in the trenches with some of the boys, that's the kind of guys you want to be in the trenches with. Ian McPhee, Neil Irvin, Big mm-hmm. McKillop, Bobby Mann, boy, they would die for you. Mm-hmm. And I could even mind a true statement. Brian McLaughlin used to say to me, and probably TC would back you up on this, uh, Eric, go and set the tone for the game. Yeah. So it would be the first tackle, bang. And it would get the rest of the guys fired up, eh? Yeah, absolutely. But thoroughly enjoyed my time at fourth. It was absolutely magnificent. And I'm not just saying that, boys. Yeah. It was a great club. I think I think something you touched on there, Ian, um, about the two trips to Canada and stuff like that. I think when you think back to it, I think Sam Smith was the chairman at the time, and you know, it yeah. was it was very much a, a case of they were a forward thinking club. And I remember even when started, you know, your pensions and stuff like that for the part time boys. It was you know, just streets ahead of what a lot of other clubs were doing. So yeah. absolutely, you know, I think I think there was yeah, I think there was seven of us on that signed long term contracts at that time, and that was the time we got benefit matches and that and. I was fortunate enough to get a, I got a benefit match at Porfer when I was something like 21 year old, you know, <laughs> after four years service. Me and Ray Farningham, a benefit match, would you believe, against the Aberdeen European Cup winning side? Fergie yeah. brought in Peter Weir, Gordon Strachan, Willie Miller, McLeish, and all the rest of it. You know, got, you know honestly, I got, we got a benefit match. Billy Gallagher got a benefit match. Kenny Brown, Alec Brash, you know, unbelievable. You know, but forward thinking was incredible for the club. You know, that just shows you what kind of club it is, Ian. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, no, that that. Sorry, I don't know. I'm jumping the gun here. Whether you're going to go on to talk about the '94, '95 uh, side. Oh, no, on you go. You no. Know, yeah. uh, no, Tommy. Tommy signed uh, Eric there, and, and and Tommy built a great side. You know, a mixture of experience and youth. You no, know, he, he tapped heavily into his St Johnston connections uh, with Morgan Heddle. McKillop, Hannigan, Bobby Mann, Bingham, God bless him, Don McVicker. You know, but Tommy built a really fantastic side, you know, and, and a really close knit side as well. So I've seen you could rely on one, Yeah, absolutely, Eric. You know, a really t- tight squad, you know, uh, built a really good side, you know, and that was proven in that season, 94, 95. Guys, when I was at Cowdenbeath. I was I was with Cowdenbeath. I'm a, I'm a Cowdenbeath boy, eh? and I was at Cowdenbeath for four years, and I won the league with Brownlee and all. And we had a good side. We had a really good side. But see, when I went yeah. to Forfa, I went to Forfa, right? And I'll tell you something right now, the standard was much, much higher when I went to Forfa. And I kind of Ian's on the now with me, but I'll tell you something right now, Ian McPhee was an absolutely fantastic player. Yeah, I remember and I know very well. Though. Because you're on with me. Mm-hmm. You had a left peg yeah. to die for. You could put the boot in. You could play, and we had that in abundance in our team. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I thought I thought you're silly, and I thought you were a magnificent player. I really did. 
No, but that only happens when you've got good people around about you, though, Eric. You know, and and I was fortunate to have that. You know, when I was a youngster at four, for I had Alec Brash, who and Eric Archibald was a a chip off the Alec Brash mould, and they're few yep. and far between. You, know, you, you get players nowadays. You look at the dugout. What do I do? What do I do? You know, Alec Brash and Eric Archibald of this world. They would grab a game by the scruff of the neck if they didn't grab their teammates by the scruff. Well, of the he neck, was he was my know. teacher at Wraith Rovers, and I played with Alec at Wraith Rovers. Aye, and that's I right. Think, personally, I think Brash is one of the best centre halves I've ever played with. Aye, he wasn't the biggest. No, one he wasn't the biggest. Five foot ten, but never seen him lose a ball in there. Yep, he was great in there. Like me, my strength was my strength was. I was a dirty. <laughs> sorry to say. <laughs> but, that's what they used to say to me, eh? Go and, go and kick people and mm-hmm. give the ball to boys that could play. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm maybe being a wee bit hard on myself, eh? But I had two good boys beside me as well, Bobby Mann and Big McKillop. Yeah. And with your CLTC mm-hmm. up and down the flanks with Morgan. It yeah. was a great understanding we had. Yeah. Can remember we used to be training, corners for, corners against. We used to yeah. practice all the time. Yeah. And the amount of goals we scored at set pieces was... Tremendous. Yeah. But the, 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 the other strength for me, with the, the brushes and Archibalds and that, is they were really protective of their teammates. You know, oh. God, forbid anybody, God forbid anybody who kicked me or anybody else, yeah. you know, Brash was yeah. the first way to deliver the retribution. And Eric Archibald was the same. If anybody kicked any Eric's teammates, Eric was the first, he was at the forefront of the retribution. You know, and that's where I, where I say a, a, a tight knit group. Definitely. And, and, and teams need that. Teams need that. I think that's what's wrong with the modern game now. And there's there's too many too many fancy dances for me. Like and just players wanting to get players booked so easily and want centre half. And I just think the modern game now is so so difficult. Like yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for it's me difficult. to watch at times. It would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've both mentioned really enjoying your time at Station Park, but if you had to boil it down to one moment, what would be your best moment in a fall for sure? Ian, we'll go to you first. Uh, my one was undoubtedly uh, winning the, the championship in 1984. You know, the, the club had come from uh, being 4 for nil. That was a standard joke on a Saturday afternoon. Yep. You know, uh, and Sam Smith and Archie Knox started the revolution, you know, carried on by... Uh, Henry Hall, uh, Alec Ray, people like that. And then Dougie Houston came in. Uh, and then we won the league in 1984. Got promoted that year. And a lot of people don't know it, but the following season, we were two games away. We were three points away from Premier League. That's right. Know? I remember that, yeah. That was the time. Two points for yeah. a, a win there, I reckon. We, uh, we had two games of the season to go. We, had, we were done at Capelo and we were away to Aloha. And we needed three points from the two games to go to the Premier League, you know. And at that time, we, we were beating Premier League teams, St. Johnston, Partick Thistle, St. Man. We were turning them over on a regular basis in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, we had good cup runs at that time because Premier League clubs didn't. We weren't frightened at the Premier League clubs. But yeah, 1984, when we won the league title, was probably my proudest moment at Forfham. I think you've touched on some great stuff there. I mean, I was there in 84 and I remember turning around and looking up over my left-hand shoulder to see you being presented with the trophy because it's a yeah. moment to remember. But um, you touched on the cup runs there, 82 semi-final, obviously, Rangers, you know, taking that all the way. That was something else as well. 
Yeah, well, yeah, 82, I'll always remember Archie, Mc, Archie McPherson in the pre-match build-up on Football Focus on BBC telling us to, to enjoy our check, enjoy our day and enjoy our check, you know. Uh, didn't he just enjoy our check? We went out and drew 0-0 against Rangers. You know, and I, still maintain, I still maintain to this day that we were denied a stonewall penalty in that game with seven minutes to go when Bobby Russell uh, brought down Stuart Porter. You know, and I always remember saying to Kenny Hope, Kenny Hope was the referee that day, and I always remember saying to Kenny, you know, if I had been at the other end, there was no way that wouldn't have been given. <laughs> no, but a uh, fantastic result, a nil-nil draw. Uh, our reward for that nil-nil draw was Alec Ray pulled us in for training on a Sunday morning. I we'll always remember that. Uh, but And then on a Tuesday night, Rangers brought back Derek Johnson and Davy Cooper. You know, uh, for, who were, had, had been suspended on the Saturday. Uh, they brought them back for the replay and they beat us 3 1. But again, another great performance. But yeah, for, for a club like Forfer, for, uh, to, to draw a Scottish Cup semi final against Rangers was a, a, another, another fantastic result. Magnificent, Ian. Magnificent. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself? What was your best moment in the, the Sky Blue? Well, without a doubt, one in the league, 94 95 season, eh? Uh, yeah. Obviously, I got a bad injury. I snapped my Achilles tendon, eh? and but to win the league is special because you play all the games throughout the season, and you go to tough places. You go to tough places like Alloa and places like that, and you've got to be you've got to be stand up and be counted. And yeah. as I said earlier on, we had guys like that in abundance that had the bottle to go to places like that and win, but. As I said earlier on, guys, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. They're a great club, absolutely a great club, and I enjoyed my time up there, absolutely. That, that, that season we won the league, Eric, in 94-95, there were some good teams in that league. You know, Ross County and Inverness, Aye. both in the league at that time. You know? And as I say, we won it, we, I think, something like, I think, we won, we won the league by about 13 points. Uh, we won it by a, a fair margin, Ian. Yeah, and, and I just, the call, I just you know. showed you the, the actual the talent we had, and you, you're forgetting about Gordon Lees as well. Lizzie, that's right. Yeah. Lizzie put a contribution to the team. Stephen McCormick, Sandy Ross, Ian Heddle run his, his deep runs for middle of the park. Scott Copel, another one that made great runs for the middle of the park. And we had real game changers as well on the side. And you know, David Bingham was a, a game changer at that level. Oh. And, and I know he was a defender, but Bobby Mann was exceptional as well. Oh. You know, in terms of, not just as a defender, but as an actual footballer. You know, Bobby was a phenomenal. What about, about him uh, drawing a boy in? One of the oh. best passers, right or left foot. Correct. See, Bobby, yeah. my opinion, if Bobby Mann had another couple of yards of pace, Bobby, Bobby could have made it right to the top. Absolutely. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, because the man had some ability. Yeah, and and again, Tommy signed him as a young lad from uh, St Johnson, and even right. at that young age, Bobby's reading of the game for somebody so young was incredible. It was definitely. I, I, I totally agree with Eric there. You know, if he had a wee bit more pace, whatever, he'd have, he'd have went to the top in, in Scotland. Absolutely no doubt about that. He's a ability. Easy, absolutely. What a talent he had. Good. I'm, del I'm delighted to say that Bobby's joining us on Sunday for the Legends game. He's coming up, so it'll be good to see mm -hmm. him as well. Yeah, be great. Uh, to definitely. See. 
Yeah. It'll be great to actually see all the guys again because the one thing you miss is you miss the banter at the training, you miss the games. I miss it something terrible. I really yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> when you're involved, in, when you're involved in football all your life, because it, it was my life at one time. And because mm. I kicked my granny to go full time, but <laughs> just unfortunate. I was too daft. It was unfortunate because she was quicker than you. Is that <laughs> just, no, just going just, through. I would just do daft at times. <laughs> just going through some of the legends that are coming along. Obviously, Neil Irvin, uh, he was going to join us on the podcast, but he's decided to go and sun himself and get a good tan, so he'll film next Sunday. Um, Dougie Craig, uh, Jamie Loney, John Allison, Bobby Mann, Paul Hannigan, Alan Morgan, Scott Cabell. Jamie Loney. Yeah. He's the daftest boy I've ever come across. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll not say. I think it was Loney. I, I remember that we, we talk about that trip to Dingwall on, on the day we won the championship. And uh, if you remember, like, Tommy was keen when we went to Dingwall and Inverness and that. Tommy used to, to arrange for, for quizzes on the team bus. You know, just to break the time and all the rest. And you go into teams of two for the quizzes and that. And I always remember Loney. I think Loney might have been with Gary Mearns. You know, there's no other two brightest boys in the pond. Is that Dumb and Dumber? Uh, aye, Dumb and Dumber. You know, and I'm sure it was Mearns, actually, Gary. You know, one of the questions was on geography. And we're talking about geography. And I think the question was, what's the capital of France? You know, and Mearns comes out with F. That's right. Aye. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that took me a moment there. <laughs> he gave me what's the capital of France? He said, "Yeah, you know." <laughs> oh, dude, it's good though, and he was right, well, by the way. Uh, he was right, you know. Aye, <laughs> great times. We've talked sure about Robert, and you talked about the long trips up to Dingwall. What about the day that title was won, Ian? I believe there was a, a spectacular assist for the goal as well. Well, I don't know how. how could assist a, a direct free kick because my memory is that there was a fantastic free kick from Bobby Mann. It was, it was rolled to you and you, you placed your foot on it and it was smashed into the top corner. You're right. You're right spot on right it. That, that, that would go down as an assist in the current climate, wouldn't it? No, so I'm going to claim that, actually. I never thought of that. You know, But again, that was free kicks. We, we worked as, as Eric alluded to earlier on. We did do a lot of work on set pieces uh, with Tommy and, and Brian uh, on a Thursday night, and you're right. That I remember it now. Uh, a free kick we had worked on. You know, you're right. A ball's rolled to myself to clear the wall. I, I just stop it, and Bobby does what he always done. You know, a fantastic strike in at the bottom corner, and it was a one 0 victory. You know, and it was a fantastic. Probably result. that was a magnificent result, but probably one of the best games I ever played in was the Queen of the South game when we beat them eight three, and they were flying. The boy Andy Thompson up front. You mind him in? He went to Rangers, did you know? No, he went down south, Andy oh, Thompson. did he? Right, okay. He, he actually scored a hat-trick that night, but uh-huh. did, did David Bingham no score about four or five that game? Remember that, yep, yep. 8-3 we beat them, and Queen of the South uh-huh. were flying under that. Was it the boy McLaren, mind, that was in charge of them? Yep, Billy. Billy McLaren. Billy yep. McLaren. Aye. And we absolutely leathered them at uh, Station Park that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 8-3 it was, we beat yeah. them. Yep. And we were absolutely on fire. Yeah. We destroyed them. 
the, the only, the only, it's not a downside. It is a minor thing, you know. But uh, the the will result, you know, winning one 0 you know, and all the photographs, all the memory, all the, the memories you've got for that days. And we wore a daft old red strip. I, I remember right. that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, we couldn't wear our sky blue. You know, when when think real county playing navy, but I always remember that seeing us in an all red strip, and it just didn't seem right for a four four team. You know, I remember the that. The thing is, Dave, you know, it was some strike for Bobby like. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! Right in the top corner. Right. Yeah. I'm actually looking at photographs of the, the red strip right now. You know, I'm in the boardroom at Station Park, and I can Aye. see the, the pictures, and it's Don Centre right in the front. That's right. Aye. Yeah. And I and I don't know about you, Eric, but I got him on Tuesday. <laughs> I think I was far behind you. <laughs> no, that was, some, that, that was some journey down the road after that game. Yeah. A few good uh, nights in the Royal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, move, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting good, Paul. Yeah. What happened in the Royal stays in the Royal, I think. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Well, from the, the glory days of uh, winning the title and nights out in the Royal, I'm going to bring you back down to earth and ask you what your worst moment at Forfar was. Um, <laughs> and a bit of a somber note. Eric, what would you say? Uh, what was that, your, your worst moment at Forfar, not the happiest topic, but it's not all, you, not all uh, winning titles and winning 8-3 at Forfar, is it? So. I'll let you that one, Eric. Probably the worst one was when I actually left the club. Uh, I had a wee bit of a fallout with Tommy eh? and the things just can went pear shape. And uh, I ended up just going to pastures new. Eh? But mm -hmm. it was kind of a sad time for me at the time because as I said earlier on, it was a it was a great club and I had the privilege to play before for it. Eh? My, my personal one was probably the the day I probably jumped the gun too early when I left uh, when I was manager. No, I remember we we drew nil nil. I think my final game as manager was we, we drew nil nil with Queen of the South. Did we draw nil nil with Queen of the South on Saturday? And we hadn't been going through a, a, a good spell, you know. And uh, I, I phoned David McGregor on the on the Saturday night, you know, and chatted things over. And I, I, I probably jumped the gun too early, but that that was probably my saddest moment. Similar to Eric, it was when the day mm. I left the club, you know. Yeah. I, I I took it personally when I played when I, when I played with four for not 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 so much when I played but when I managed four for I, I took bad results but poor results badly you know uh, probably because the club meant so much but to the me. Thing is, Ian, it's in your makeup. No, no, well, I think the club was in my makeup, Eric, and, and I always remember a story when Paul Sturrock uh, had his poor time at Tannadice and he, and, he, and he resigned at Tannadice and I always remember Paul saying if it had been any other club but Dundee United. You know, he could have mm -hmm. he could have suffered it a bit better, and I, I put myself in that bracket as well. You know, I, I probably could have suffered it a bit better if it had been any other club, but because it was a club that meant so much to me, you know, mm -hmm. I, I took bad results badly. You know, uh, so that was my saddest day, and and, and I, I think I definitely jumped the gun too early. I probably should have stuck it out a wee bit longer, but the club meant that much to me. I just felt that somebody else could have come in and got a better tune at the players at that time, you know. Ian, you, you were a player for so long at Forfar and you mentioned you had such a tight-knit group. Was it difficult to then transition into being the, the boss of those players? 
no, no, really. You know, I had a good group of players at the time. You know, I showed them respect. They showed me respect. You know, and I got off to a bit of flyer as a manager. I always remember my first game was a, I think it was a, was a Scottish, uh, it was a Scottish Cup tie down at Albion Rovers, and, and we got a nil nil draw at that. But we went up to Forfar on the Tuesday night, and we turned them over four nil. You know, it's not a bad uh, start, is it? It was a good start, you know, <laughs> and I was quite lucky. I, I had the fans behind me as well. You know, I probably got a better honeymoon period than a lot of managers got. Something through my playing history at the club. You know, but no, as I say, I was fortunate enough. To, I wasn't just fortunate enough to play for the club, but I was fortunate enough to manage the club, you know, and it, it meant a lot to me. Absolutely, Ian. Yep. Absolutely. You've both mentioned some really big names in Forfar history. Who was the best player? I need a single name here, you two. I'm not wanting... Any oh, let's, let's break it down, Logan. Let's let's go through the goalkeeper. Let's go through positions. Okay, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good idea. We, we did this. Logan well, and I did this, that. and it was I had you I had you both listed by the way, so you know, I'm okay. Good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Favorite keeper then? Uh, Stuart Kennedy for me. You know, for, for a club like Fourth Athletic, how the hell we, we talked about that reunion uh, a few months back? How Archie Knox managed to sign Stuart Kennedy, you know, ex Rangers, Scottish internationalist. I don't know how Archie managed it. You know, I'd but, probably say Raymond Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go Stuart Raymond. Kennedy. Ray came in and just kind of replaced Kennedy, didn't he? I mean, he was he was just after that because it would have been Muffet and Kennedy together uh, back yep. in late eighties, and then. Uh, Ray, mm-hmm. Ray joined in because I remember him on the bus as well. So, yeah. uh, Ray was a good goalie as well. Yep. Aye, he was that. Okay, well, d- defenders then. Who's your back four? Well, I've got to go. I, I've Five, got to, if you want. I've got to go where we are back three, actually. You know. Okay. Uh, and it's a, a mix. You know, I would have my uh, my two vigilantes would be Archibald and Brash. You know, uh, they'll, they'll kick anything that moves. Uh, and and to put Bobby Mann between them, you know, as yeah. I say, one of the best footballing defenders that probably that I've certainly played with. And I, I played with. I was fortunate enough to go to Dundee United with Paul Hegarty and Davy Neary and boys like that. But Bobby Mann, as we alluded to earlier, you know, he could have played at that level. You know, definitely. If a couple of other things had gone in his favour, so that would be my back three: would be Archibald, Brash, and Mann. Fair, yeah, fair. I would go with Brasher, Kami Fraser, and Bobby Mann. Yeah, okay, cool. I put Rob Morris in my lot. I thought Rob was a great player. Yeah. He was quite assassin, Rob. You know, right, Rob, was, Rob yeah. was too nice. Yeah, <laughs> but good player, good, good player as well. You know, good oh, fantastic player. Absolutely. The problem, the problem we're trying to do with Logan is he, he names all the current players because being 21, it's quite difficult for him to... Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, midfield, who we've got? Uh... Ian McPhee and Alan Logan. Uh, Alan Morgan. Morgan, yeah. That's my two my two wingbacks, DC and Morgan. I would probably have to go with Bennett as my right wing back because he was my wing man for all my playing days and all my managing uh, days, you know. And mm-hmm. 
Billy was a uh, he was captain of the side before I came in. He lost his place to Raymond Lorimer. Mm-hmm. When I was mm-hmm. Billy was a Billy's a, still a great four for clubman. You know, oh, Billy, you know that Billy talks in great great lengths about the, his time at Forfar, you know, and he was mm-hmm. a big instigator in the 1984 uh, reunion. You know, so I would probably have Billy Bennett there. I got a couple of years at County Beath with me, and it was fantastic experience. Good beside yeah. me, played beside me. Great, yeah. great player today, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Centre mid. In midfield, uh, my, my two midfield players would probably be Ray Farningham was really underrated, you know, in terms of uh, what he'd done for a team, you know. From the Terrasons, I mean, you know, but if you would ask his teammates and that, you know, Ray, Ray was an unsung hero. You know, and, and again, Ray was Ray would run through a brick wall for you. You know, I would probably have Ray in there, uh, and I'd probably have him beside Craig Brewster. No, what a player he was. Brewster was yeah. some player. You know, Brewster was some player. You know, and I'm only putting him in there because I've not got room for him up front. You know, but he would have to be in my eleven. You know, so I'd have to find a place for Brewster because he'd definitely be in my my, my top eleven. I would go with Neely Irvin in there for the simple reason as I played him at Cowmeath and Forfer and he was a boy that broke up the play. Yeah. Nothing fancy with Neely, just done his job. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll uh, look out for that on Sunday then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably pick Don McVicker. I'd pick Don McVicker probably beside him. Then mm-hmm. Ian had a licence to go forward. To support the two up front. Yep. Yeah, pretty strong. Who's up front then? Who you got? Well, I've got room to put three up front. Eh? Uh, and again, I'm going to go back to 1984 uh, for one of them, uh, Billy Gallagher. Seagull. Seagull. I would put Gallagher. You know, Gallagher should have went to, you know, we talk about Gallagher going to Stoke City and, and Tell me some player in it. Oh, Seagull was a great player, you know. And, and if he knew what he'd done on a Friday night and a Saturday, you would mark, you would question who the hell is he such a good player. But honestly, mm-hmm. you know, but honestly, he, he he was a fantastic player, Seagull. You know, he always he, used to fold his socks down, didn't he? That's he right. Always folded down, yeah. But, but he was a great player, and my, my other front players would be David Bingham. You know, mm-hmm. Bingham proved that Bingham Bingham went to the Premier League. You know, and didn't look out of place in the Premier League. And the other one might surprise you, and it'll go back again. It goes back to nineteen eighty four, and you remember him, Eric? Ken McDonald. No, no. no there, there, there's a there's a name I've never even thought of. McDonald with a great scoring record, but John Mitchell. John Mitchell. John Mitchell. Mitchell. Great striker. You know, he was at Cowmeath the very first time I was there because I had two spells at Cowmeath. Aye, John everybody. What a player he was. Yeah, you know, and another four for legend. Uh, uh, the top goal scorer in the club's history, John Clark. You yeah. know, uh, Big, Big, Hen, Big Hen was a great player. You know? yeah. Well, when I say a great player, he was he was an enigma, John. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Nini's team, the opponents didn't know what Big Hen was doing because his teammates didn't know what he was doing. He didn't you know? know right, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, but no, Big John will be the first to admit that John Mitchell was a great foil for him. Mm-hmm. John Mitchell was a really clever footballer. 
I would say my front two would be Davy Bingham and Big Bomber, Big Bomber Harris. Yep. Colin well, Harris at the Rovers. Well, Colin well, scored for I mentioned John Clark there, and I mentioned John Mitchell. I've mentioned Kenny McDonald, but the one I would have put in the team, and it was a signing that made all the difference to us getting promoted in 1984. You know, it was Jimmy Liddell. Absolutely. Jimmy. Yeah. Doogie Houston, Houston pulled a master stroke out with that, and that was the difference. Mm-hmm. We'd always been a great football inside, you know, but and apart from Brasher, we maybe just didn't have that nastiness about us. I always remember Doogie Houston asking Alec Brash, you know, who's the striker that gives you the biggest problems? You know, mm-hmm. and Brasher said Liddell because they used to kick the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a mutual respect with each other. And right. Doogie signed Jimmy Liddell, and Jimmy Liddell was the catalyst for us right. to, and to win that title in 1984. You know, mm-hmm. because... We played a lot of good football, but if we need to go and stick it long, big on the end of it, you know, and he knocked people out the road to get on the end of it. Aye, you know? what a and player, he, by the way. Right. So Liddell, yeah. Bingham, Liddell, Bingham and Dallacher would be my front three. Mm-hmm. Quality, son. Quality. Yeah, absolutely. I, I must admit, I've, I've, uh, I picked Jimmy Liddell as well in my, my team as well, because uh, I have a picture of me presenting him with the Young Sky Blue, Young Sky Blue Player of the Month award in 1982 or something like that. So, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. What a striker. Some squads, Ian. Uh, they were, you know. Yeah, and even 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 if we if I briefly talk about managers, I was fortunate enough to play under, you know, Archie signed me. I played under Alec Ray. I played under Stevie Murray for two days. You know, shortest managerial mm-hmm. appointment in history. I think he got appointed on the Thursday night at a board meeting and resigned on the Saturday morning. But that's <laughs> another story. <laughs> Henry Hall, Tommy Campbell is a great manager as well. But the top manager for me in my time at Forfar, and I was. Probably because I played my best football under him was uh, Doogie Houston. Aye. Doogie, Doogie was a fantastic manager. And as I say, Doogie took us to within two games of the Premier League. You know, and I think that was a fantastic feat. I enjoyed my time with John Brownlee, Ian. Kind of oh, boy, played for Scotland and yep. a great manager, along with Tommy. Yeah, t- Tommy done a great Brian job. McLaughlin, Brian McLaughlin was a catalyst up there for me. Ken, mm-hmm. Brian... Brian, he used to play in the wee training games with us and he That's was right. absolutely... Can they be tight? We got the goals, the portable goals out and they put the wee tight. One and touch, two touch, and Brian, Brian was brilliant at that. And he was unbelievable. Yeah, He yeah. must have been yeah. some talent when he was younger. A Celtic guy. No, but Tommy done a great job at Forfa. Speaking of managers and such like, I believe that Ray McKinnon's fancy in putting the boots on as well for the fans team next Aye. Sunday. So it'll be interesting yep. to see how Ray... He sprays it about and passes it because yeah. he was a fair player in his day yeah, as well. He was a player too, by the way. Yep. Great, yeah, you know. yeah, great player. Now, looking forward to a week on Sunday. I think it'll be a great day. Really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing a lot of faces that I've not seen for years. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, should be good. Yeah, you're not allowed to kick now. <laughs> no, no, me anyway, because I'm, I'm playing in the fans team, so you're definitely not allowed to kick me. Yeah. Oh, I was late again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not your granny <laughs> Ian, you're no, I'm for it. listen Sorry. boys I'm looking forward to myself De- definitely yeah. a good day a good day Ian you're obviously yep. taking charge of the, the Legends team 
Eric, you'll be pulling on the boots. Paul, why don't you run through the full Legends team then? Yeah, the Legends team, uh, as I was saying earlier, we've, um, the team can't be selected until uh, Ian obviously has his call, but we do have some younger, uh, fresher legs, like Sir Chris Templeman's mm -hmm. coming back to play. Uh, Paul Tosh is playing. Uh, These guys yeah. have had amazing scoring. I think Tosh has had something like 159 appearances and 63 goals or something. You know, yeah, good as well. Uh, Andy Todd is playing as well. Willie Stewart, um, in addition to that. And guys we've mentioned before, like Scott Capel and Stuart Plenty, Andy Kergill. Uh, these guys make it. Alan Morgan, Paul Hannigan, John Allison. So, you know, Jamie Loney and Dougie Craig and the chaps that we've mentioned earlier. Oh, so it's going good. to be a good day. It's a good day and yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, likewise. Mm -hmm. Me too. And that'll be on Sunday the 26th of March, Paul? Yeah? Yes, Sunday 26th of March. Kickoff is 2.30. Gates open from 2 o'clock to turnstiles and it's £5 entry. So, What time are uh, we reporting, Ian? Uh, 5 to 2. <laughs> well, plenty of time. <laughs> I, I think I think Lara, our club busy, is going to be the busiest she's ever been. Unfortunately for us, we're up down. So, well, certainly set to be a great day next week at the Loons Legend game. Get yourself along for the two pm kickoff, and Ian and Eric will be there. Uh, it's been a fantastic time to chat with you guys. Thank you very much for coming along. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Paul. Anything to add? No, I think it's been great. Um, this is obviously our third podcast and uh, the fans are asking about when's the next one coming. So this is a pretty big one. We're going to have to do well to top this, Logan. Oh, I don't know what we're going to pull out the bag for April, but um, <laughs> a lot to live up to. So <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe uh, to the podcast on Spotify and leave a rating as well if you have enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in April. <laughs>